Hey, renovators, welcome back to the Renovating You and Me podcast, where we share real talk for the healed life. So we've been traveling a little bit, though locally, but still traveling a little bit. So this last weekend, Mm -hmm. you were gone and I was gone the weekend before. Anything you want to share on your weekend? Yeah, I can say that um, it has been a crazy couple of weekends. You may have noticed we missed a date on here. We're trying to actually get onto social media and start posting when things come up or something there. So hopefully we're going to have some really cool stuff to share with that soon. These past two weeks have been crazy. I am involved in theater at my school. So we were putting on a production here. Very, very um, upbeat play. Do you remember what it was, Mom? I do. Want to know me to tell what it is? I guess, sure. 1984. Yes, 1984. The happy, (laughs) horrific dystopian novel where Big Brother takes over the entire world. The government is everywhere. It's uh, it's an interesting time. We've told the director that he probably needs to pick something a little bit more cheery for next year. It it kind of was this thing of like, hey, it's election season. Let's do something topical. And we were like, all right, man. Mm-hmm. So yes. uh, it was a good time with that. And then this last week, my uncle and cousin and I have been doing a yearly kind of men's retreat How thing. How long has that gone on? Five years. years. Five this, years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I guess no, four years. This is the fourth year. We're going to be going to the fifth year next year. So, yeah, it's been a really cool thing. We go away for a weekend. We bring a large slab of some kind of meat with and cook that, (laughs) possibly over a roaring fire. Mm -hmm. And just to have some time, we watch some movies, go for a walk somewhere. We found this really cool place in Michigan this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, Really, really good restaurants around there. So, we've gone the past couple years to a state park. Mm hmm. And it's been a little bit more rustic mm-hmm. in those years. So this year was kind of a little bit more, ooh, we have Wi-Fi. It's magical. So yes. that was a lot of fun. How about you, Mom? Where you been? I have been, I have a, a certification in coaching and life skills international, but I'm also now working on a coaching certificate for trauma-informed, helping people unpack their stories, being able to hold space with them. Light stuff, light stuff. Light stuff, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, And it was a really, it was a hard weekend, but Mm -hmm. it was a good weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was in Lake Zurich at Hope Collective. Mm. Uh, It was led by uh, Carrie Garcia, and it is called Freedom Academy. And they'll be having some of those come up as well. In 2023, there'll be uh, another one, I think, happening in Illinois. And then I think there's going to be one happening in Arkansas, I believe. I want to say that's where it is. So it was good. You unpack your story, you write a 600 word, basically event that happened in your life. And you begin to unpack that with initially a group of strangers that become very good friends through the process. And it was just great to see God show up and be able to hold each other's stories with compassion with love for each other, giving permission to be able to share your journey Mm. without condemnation, without shaming people, actually holding space that for all of us, it would have been nice to have that space held years ago as kids. And then what do you yesterday at the time of recording here? Oh, yesterday. Yes. (laughs) Yesterday I went with my sisters. We do an annual uh, holiday shopping trip. Did you drop afterwards? I didn't drop. Okay. It wasn't too much of a drop. Okay. It wasn't okay. too much of a drop. It was just kind of a chill day for me, but it was great food mm. and just spending time with them. That is one thing that we've been doing now 
uh, for a few years. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a tradition that we do. So that was fun to be able to do that. And we are back today unpacking our next part of our emotional house, wanting to talk about that. All righty. Yes, let's keep going into the house. We are continuing again our series on the emotional house, and we believe and hope that this is bringing you some goodness, that it is perhaps connecting some dots for you, helping you to maybe look at yourself and say, okay, what's working, what isn't working? Mm -hmm. Speaking of things, working or not working, we are going to go to... For a lot of people, a very frustrating area of the house, namely the breaker box. Yes, the breaker box. Now, if you live in a newer home, not too many issues many times. There are a lot of them are like have like a lot of redundancies built into it. But I know back in the day, there was a thing where constantly tripping a breaker or... Blow a fuse years ago. Mm -hmm. It was blowing a fuse. You put a microwave plugged in and you also have the toaster going and half the house goes out. Mm -hmm. So, What I think is interesting, I think that's where that saying years ago that for years people said it, you know, I'm ready to blow a fuse Mm -hmm. because that is what happened in the actual fuse box. Back then it's kind of been updated and there's breakers versus fuses, which is nice, but it still is the same concept. Mm -hmm. And the breaker box really does represent, it's the power strip of the home, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are so limited without power. Yes. And if we actually think about it, when it comes to, if we lose power, Mm -hmm. we don't even realize the things that we're just automatically going to do (laughs) that all of a sudden we can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it can affect, right, the time time of season, whether we stay warm, Mm -hmm. whether we can cool off. Sometimes we can't use our electronics, which is huge for the world. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> it is funny at night how um, when it starts to get get dark and there's still power outage and saying so like, well, I'll get my candles out here and begin writing with a quill and ink next to it yes. about the goings on in the new world. And suddenly you're a colonial person living on the... Yeah, yeah, but, yeah uh, and the meaning the power goes on. It's like, well, I'm done with that. Put, yep. the quill, put the quill away. Now where's my, where's my phone or whatever? It's kind of what we do, right? So Try how does this all connect to anger itself mom how does this all connect to anger so anger is really a multifaceted subject and when it increases within us individually and collectively it affects the emotional stability of our actual physical home but also our own bodies Mm. right it affects us and it affects each other as we are living together or even at work, but we're basically going to talk about how it kind of affects us at home. Mm-hmm. But it all works in all different areas of life, relationships, work, could be working at the gym. I mean, anything mm-hmm. it's going to be because you take yourself with you. Mm-hmm. And anger isn't necessarily a bad thing as well. But it isn't necessarily this horrific force, but it is something that can quickly get out of control if we're not careful. Yeah. And we're going to understand and unpack anger a little bit today in a short amount of time that we have. But at least for you to kind of understand, the dictionary defines anger as an intense emotional state induced by displeasure. Mm. So that's a nice benign statement. Mm-hmm. But Alex, how would you <laughs> define anger from how you are wired? Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of that thing inside of everybody of that hot, angry energy inside of us. 
anytime we talk about these emotions, my head goes a little bit back to the Inside Out movie. And in that one, they had this little squat red guy who was quick to yell at anybody when he thought somebody was being unfair or a situation was unfair like it's like this outrage this like thing of like <gasps> how and like we can all picture like the angry face emoji we can all see like this thing of like i'm not happy about this situation this is not okay i'm not being treated well i probably am going to let somebody else know about it mm-hmm. so yeah i think hot angry energy for me really explains what anger is usually in the moment it doesn't feel too awesome usually you're not in a great place when you're really really feeling it i guess what would it look like for you for me it usually is a culmination and to where you are handling it, you're handling it, you're handling things, and all of a sudden a trigger happens mm. to where it presses on something. And I could go from like zero to 60 just like that uh, because it just erupts basically because there's all this force underneath it that is just shoving it to the surface. And kind of like that whole straw broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of us can handle things along the way. And we're like, yeah, we'll roll with it, roll with it, got it. You might have a moment of discomfort, but then all of a sudden one just keeps stockpiling or it presses on something that really, really does tick you off or it is a reminder of what has happened in the past and there you have it. And it just, for me, it is something that can happen very quickly, even though it may have been brewing for a long time, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is kind of, again, like... You've had a bunch of stuff plugged into a power strip and it's been running like it's probably been taxing the system more than what it can handle. But then you plug in one more one thing, more thing and suddenly boom. And I think a lot of us would just say, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. what? just just a rough day. <laughs> but that one extra plug or that one extra appliance or that one extra comment somebody made or the one extra... the boss asked you to accomplish by the end of the day whatever it is one more school project if you're you know mom dad or whatever the like why did i know about this and all of a sudden what you may have handled two days earlier fine all of a sudden it's a big deal Mm -hmm. anger can be felt and seen when we feel like an expectation of ours again has not been Mm -hmm. met and the level and intensity of our reactions can vary from situation to situation. Mm-hmm. And different stimuli can trigger different responses or reactions. And our actual expressions of anger can take lots of different forms. Mm-hmm. And so we've actually learned that anger does look different for different people. Different personalities, yeah. Everybody kind of expresses it in a somewhat different way. But an interesting revelation, we heard this years and years ago, is the idea that anger is a secondary emotion. Mm -hmm. Can you briefly explain what we mean by that, Mom? Sure. I think I have said on this podcast, just since you and I have started doing it, that if I have a lot of things going on inwardly, that I'm not even maybe talking about, maybe I have talked about. In some cases, I may have even talked it to death, but it's something that is alive inside of me. Mm-hmm. And many times for me, it is fear that can cause that. 
fear of uncertainty, fear of expectations, fear of lack, fear that I'm not going to be able to make it happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of what ifs can cause me to go into anger Mm. to where it can be the dog wants out where normally I'm like, okay, no problem. Let him out. You know, let him out the front door where it's like, I'm angry that the dog wants out. The dog wants to go to the bathroom. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't get mad at myself when I have to use the bathroom, (laughs) but I get mad at the dog that he has to use the bathroom. Right. And so what normally would have been, okay, not a big deal. When I'm in that situation, all the stuff is going on on the inside. Little things can erupt. And what I've learned is it's not really about what's going on. What's caused the eruption is everything that's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. So that's for me. I'm more of letting it out. I don't let everything out, but I do let it out. And it's usually not at the best time. Yeah. What is yours? How about you? I think it again. It's the what would normally not be an issue mm-hmm. becomes one. So, what causes you to like go in? And so, mine was like fear. Mm-hmm. What is what is yours? Hmm. I think in a lot of ways, it is when I'm already tired from something else. Okay. I think when I'm already, I've already been taxed by something else and one more thing is now being thrown on. Mm -hmm. And usually it isn't something I wanted or asked for. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, great, I got to deal with this now. Or I feel like I'm doing my job and other people are not doing their job. That I think is when my anger can really, really come out. And again, there is something underneath it. And we're going to talk about that more, but again, just... Let that just kind of percolate in your head a little bit. The idea mm-hmm. that there's something beneath our anger. Whenever we feel an instinctive reactionary response, we're usually experiencing anger because anger is reactionary. Mm-hmm. It's very reactionary. And it may be seen and felt outwardly towards others, or we may go inward and end up repressing it, but mm-hmm. we're still angry. So we refer to this as being an emoter or being a stuffer. And I think many times, just want to talk about this briefly, that stuffers many times end up being stuffers because they do not want to have the behaviors of an emoter. Uh They basically want to say, I'm not like that. Man, they're out of control. I just don't understand how they could even get out of control like that. What are they doing? I I don't ever want to look like that. And we think because we're not responding like that, that we aren't indeed angry. But many times we are. Anything you want to say about that before we move on? Yeah, I think it really is for me growing up. You, mom, would you have described yourself more as an emoter? An out of control emoter. Okay. So many times emoters can get a little bit out of control. Mm -hmm. My response to that was kind of what you said there of I went incredibly inward with it. And I remember saying to somebody that we were working with um, counseling wise, you know, I'm just not an angry person. I just don't get angry. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that didn't seem like a weird statement Mm -hmm. to say, Oh, I just don't have that emotion. I just don't get angry. I just get sad. 
And part of me was like, oh, I'm being mature by not going after that. Let's be honest. Part of you was thinking, hmm, I'm more mature than my mother. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I necessarily went to that, to be honest. Not it even was, a little bit? I don't think so. Okay. Honestly, All I right. think it was just for me of, I again went through <clears throat> on the other side of some of that. And so... I didn't find it pleasant, so I think I was shut off enough that I just, like, had inside me of, like, I don't even want to consider experiencing something like that. I don't even mm -hmm. want to have the slightest possibility that that would be something that mm -hmm. I do. And for me, uh, being the emoter, so mm -hmm. it's good to be in touch with your feelings. So hear me when I say this. So mm -hmm. we're not, we're not saying, oh, you shouldn't feel any of those things. But the reactionary responses, and then especially not going back and literally repairing the incident or the words that were shared or the explosive behaviors, all the things, when you aren't able to go into that and say, you know what, and I'm not saying more, so, you know, I'm tired. And that just excuses it all. Mm -hmm. And obviously, back then, I did not know how to go back and repair so I would say that I was sorry, mm -hmm. but part of me felt I was justified. Part of me felt like I am overloaded. I'm a single mom. I've got this <laughs> crappy childhood that I myself never dealt with, didn't even know how to deal with. Now I'm a single parent and you, I mean, you, you're a great son. You're, you're not a perfect son, but you're, you're a great son. I thought for a sec you were going to say this crappy child. No, <laughs> not at all. Now I've got this thing to deal no, with. No, not at all, but just the added pressures <laughs> mm -hmm. that just happen. And when they're compounded from your own experiences that you bring then with you into a situation, it's a lot. It really is a lot. And so not even knowing how to deal with it back then. Mm -hmm. I knew to apologize. Mm -hmm. And then part of me was ashamed because that was my behavior. And that was the behavior of my mom. I'm like, I'm never going to be like my mom. Yet you repeat what you know until you begin working on things. So I'm not trying to get ahead here, but as we're, as we're going through this, you do need to be in touch with what you're feeling but we need to learn how to express it in ways that are not condemning to others, accusatory, and they aren't justified in our own behaviors. I mean, and we do so much of that. And I was very much that way. I had a lot of reasons why I was angry. Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the things of anger is a justified emotion. It is okay to be angry, which in, in some areas of... The Christian landscape, what I just said is close to sacrilegious because well, yeah. you shouldn't be feeling that. You shouldn't be doing that. And we talk a lot about it. Emotions are like gauges on a mm -hmm. car dashboard. It tells us like, hey, there's something wrong in this area. Something mm -hmm. is happening that is making something either good or bad. Yeah. We need to take a look at this. So... Let's give some actual definitions here. So what is an emoter specifically? So an emoter really is someone that is going to let everybody know how they're feeling. Mm. They are very in touch with the emotion of anger, 
but they aren't in touch with what is driving the anger. And because they're angry, sometimes usually at who they're with at the moment, but sometimes that person, you know, I mean, I know I would come home, you know, from my job, coming home, picking you up at after school care, then there's homework, all the things. And there were times where you weren't necessarily into homework. <laughs> I mean, is anybody really into homework? Who's an actual person? But I was like, <laughs> I don't want him to fail. He's got to do this. You know, what do we do? And so you, you know, you find all these things, your own stuff happening as a mom and mm-hmm. as a dad too, but I'm talking from a mom because I'm a female, obviously. So when you're dealing with that, all the things from the day are coming in to the spelling list that is due tomorrow and you need to know how to, how to you know, spell all the words, right? Mm-hmm. Or the math problems or the project that now we're up till two in the morning because either we didn't take care of it, we weren't let known by our child, all the things that just, it just happens. And so we are feeling things as they're going. Basically, there's no filter. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to talk through what we're feeling because that's a very mature thing. And so most of us are so wounded that we just feel justified in how we're going to behave. And I don't think necessarily emoters always realize that they're kind of throwing up on people. It is sometimes a thing of like when you come to somebody and you're like, here is everything that is bothering me. I'm going to let you know every issue I have, every grievance I have. Here is everything. It's a learned response. Mm -hmm. And that's a response that happens early on in life. And it just keeps stockpiling. Mm -hmm. And our shoes get... it was a thing of like, this is the only way I'm going to be heard. Mm -hmm. Or... Or I'm tired of not being heard. Yes. So I'm going to let people know because nobody has Mm -hmm. asked me how I'm doing. So I'm just going to let people know how I'm doing. Yeah. And if you have a childhood where you say, you know what? I didn't express myself. I was always shut down. People are telling you it could be worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're ungrateful. You're unthankful. What would Jesus do? So quickly, some of those behaviors, and then we're going to flip the coin here, are maybe we're physically or emotionally and verbally attacking somebody. Right. It's it's not, yeah, it's not fun. We're maybe we're talking a subject to death to prove that we are right. Mm. We will not back down. Demanding our ideas be followed for the sake of having control. I mean, anger and control goes hand in hand for sure. Sometimes anger is even this thing of I'm getting back control. Yeah. Everything is flying all over the place. I'm Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. I'm going to clamp on to this with everything Mm -hmm. that I possibly can. And sometimes, as we mentioned with the physical abuse thing, Mm -hmm. that can be an actual. And it could be too where maybe we're pouting or sulking. And we don't want to lose the argument. We've got to have our own way. And even in that, we can also, even as being an emoter, we can try and disengage from a conflict when we don't feel like we want to enter it in anymore or we're tired of hearing your side now. Mm-hmm. We just shut you down and w- walk away. I'm done. And we can almost start attacking you like, aren't you done with this yet? And we're like, the person finally has a moment to talk because we've taken up all the airspace (laughs) in the last half hour conversation. And sometimes too, you know what, we become quick to apologize after an incident only to engage in the same behaviors over and over again. So I want to caution us as emoters that it's really easy to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But it could be a half hour later and you're doing it again. So use those words and think about that. Uh, 
What does that really mean? Because it can cause someone to, it can cause, it can cause even more wounding in someone when you are apologizing over and over and over again. So what is the flip side? So on the flip side of the coin. Because we are not the same. <laughs> Surprise. <gasps> yes. So on the other side, we have the lovely, lovely stuffers. What you'd also probably call the passive aggressive person. Mm. Classic scenario we think of there is something happens and the person says, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And if an emoter was more focused on letting the world know what they were going through, passive aggressive people tend to put others ahead of themselves. Resentfully. Resentfully. Oh, yes. So that is the thing here. So, um, stuffers and passive aggressive people, many, many times they are the noble victim in the Mm -hmm. face of yada 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 they put up a good front and say i'm not going to yell in front of the children Mm -hmm. while the tirade is happening and they sit there like a stone statue pretending Mm -hmm. like whatever is happening isn't really affecting them at all and many times they even will say i'm just gonna let it go Mm -hmm. it's not worth it it's not worth it I've been down this before. He's going to apologize in a minute. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But as we said, resentment is not so quietly brewing underneath it. Well, yes, because as you continue there, the emoter is changing the entire room dynamics. What could have been peaceful now all of a sudden isn't. We're trying to regain rhythm and the stuffer gets tired of it after a while. But yet they don't want to be like the emoter. They don't want to put it all out there. Mm-hmm. Right? Why do you think that is? I think sometimes one like we talked here, maybe they've just seen conflict as something that's maybe not worth going into. Saying, I know I'm not going to win. Why should I even bother fighting? Mm. Or they might see it as, you know, this is the more mature option. Oh, that person is so out of control over there. Well, I'm not going to be that mm-hmm. way. I'm far too whatever, yada, yada, yada. Do you thing think, there. too, I just want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a stuffer, because most of the time they're more of a milder personality, not always, but most of the time, at least outwardly, they're mm-hmm. more amiable in life. Do you think that they are very hesitant in going toe-to-toe with an emoter, feeling that they will not be able to stand up to the emoter. That, or I think sometimes when they would stand up, Mm -hmm. the response they got back then was, how dare you share your opinion? Mm -hmm. And it isn't always directly said that way, but Mm -hmm. many of us experienced a thing of, This is what happens when I do this. This method clearly doesn't work, so I'm just not going to do it. But the issue here is that the anger doesn't actually go away. Just because we, in the moment, choose not to feel it, Mm -hmm. we choose to be calm. We choose to, uh, as a teacher... (laughs) I won't lie, there there are a lot of moments where people will say to me, Wow, you're staying so calm in the middle of all this. Or, um, man, how you put up with those kids. You must have so much patience. And (laughs) thankfully, I'm a lot more in touch with my emotions. But uh, 
There are moments where I'm like, oh, if only you knew what was just there. Who needs pre-workout? I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> Kids do have a tendency to be a bit more annoying when it's leg day. So sometimes like, hey, you know what? Thanks for giving me the motivation that I need. Go to that, the gym. Get it. That get little it, yeah. bit more uh, oomph that I needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are some of the behaviors that a stuffer may have? Some of those things can look like this. So they might have a lot of difficulty giving their opinion, especially if it contradicts someone else. Again, the avoiding conflict, even if it's necessary conflict. Something that often will happen with stuffers is they will stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff, even when something is becoming more and more of an issue, until all of a sudden, boom, Mm -hmm. it goes off. So let me ask you this in talking about that. So I will usually ask you, what do you think about this? Or I can tell something's not okay, right? I'm opening up the door, mm-hmm. but it has taken you a very long time to step into that space. Mm-hmm. What is going on inside of you? Because sometimes you're not even being invited. You're trying to say, I'm going to, as a stuffer, how I have to get my sea legs. I got to, I got to work this out. Where are my boxing gloves? Mm-hmm. But sometimes an emoter will say, what do you think? Or how do you feel? What causes you or what goes on inside of you when I would, when I would ask that, especially in the unhealthy state that I lived in for so long? Well, I think especially in those moments, I think a lot of stuffers have a thing of saying to themselves, what is actually safe to say? Mm-hmm. If I actually tell them what I'm feeling, am I going to be pouring gasoline onto a fire? Am I going to be sorry, basically? Am I going to be sorry for actually sharing my opinion? As honestly wild of a statement as that can be. And I'm sure that happened. Oh, yeah. Throughout. Our... And I think it's, it, I mean, it's happened in lots of different situations and... Not just even specifically growing up, but I saw that in a lot of social situations. And again, both of these behaviors, again, they're things that we learn Mm -hmm. as we do life. We learn that here's what happens when I do X. When I do X, I get Y. If I don't do X, then there's less chance of Y happening. Mm -hmm. When that happens, though, we can be very... You become almost resentfully selfless of, I'm putting others before me. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to be the mature one Take in the this high year. Road. Take the high road. And a lot of people even like kind of get into a prideful thing with that. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, there does sometimes pop up a thing of, you know, it would be nice if things could be about me for a change. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if I didn't have to be the bigger person. Or nice maybe even to pretend I'm okay Mm -hmm. when I'm really not. Yeah. And what makes that funny sometimes is when a stuffer then is invited to actually share, even though they've been given permission, they may still not enter into the conflict. They may still say, nope, I'm fine. Everything's great. Now, do you believe that the skills to do that have not been developed? Like I've stuffed things for so long, I don't even know how to tell you how I feel or what I'm thinking. Or do you think it 
really is I don't feel safe and I have not felt safe for so long. I just can't flip the switch and all of a sudden start talking. Well, what it is is recognize that stuffing is also a reactionary behavior Mm. in the same way that emoting is. It's kind of like right before a, I don't know, like a fuse is about to be lit. You quietly stamp your foot down on it. Like, nope, everything, we're just going to put out the flame there. Nope, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't want to expose anything. I don't want to make whatever is going to happen. Many times as well, I think people are expecting for you to actually say that it's fine. Or you may say that... It's easier if I say that things are fine here. Or again, if I actually said what I was going through, what would the person say in response to it? Yeah. Would they even care? Mm -hmm. Would they even pause from their own agenda to even hear you? Yeah. And we'll talk about that in the next podcast, you know, what that looks like. But anything else on there that you want to talk about as far as the stuffer goes? I think it is to recognize that just like the emoter personality is unhealthy stuffing is just as unhealthy Mm -hmm. and it can also have this cycle the same way that an emoter will feel remorse after their big and they'll like then do something to make up for it stuffers a lot of times will have a big explosion And then maybe say to themselves, oh, you know, I really need to get a better check on my emotions. Mm -hmm. I really need to work on not letting things bother me as much. Or maybe they even say to themselves, you know, maybe I will speak up a little bit more. But then when the opportunity arises, they fall back to the reactionary behavior. Because, Mm -hmm. again, it is easier in the moment to not engage. And to go with what you know. To go with what you know. And we really wish that we could talk a little bit more about this, but this is unfortunately going to have to wait until our next podcast. Yeah, and I would just leave you with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that Lisa Turkhurst has talked about. She's an influencer and author. If you don't know about her, check her out, whether you're a guy or a girl. Mm -hmm. Is that she does say, and as you are listening to this podcast and then waiting for the next one to be released, I would encourage you to maybe start taking note or journaling some of your thoughts. Take when, what your responses are with people at work, with your kids, with your pets, you know, with your spouse if you're married, you know, all the different things, grand, grandparents. Start really looking at yourself and say, how do I respond? Am I really being truthful with what I'm presenting? Am I overly presenting? Mm-hmm. Because Lisa Turkers does say, and I thought it was just a one line that sums things up so much, is that feelings are indicators, but they don't have to be dictators. Mm-hmm. So many times, well, I just can't help it. You know, this is just, and I just got to get it out. It's like what we're saying is something is underneath. Mm-hmm. So it's an indicator. Oh, I'm getting riled or I'm closing off. The garage door's opening. They're coming home. I'm going into my shell. Whatever the case may be, and I really do like that our personalities are different in that. I think it will help people. Mm -hmm. If we were both one, it's like, well, yeah, but I'm not that. Those weirdos over there, they experience emotions that way. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. (laughs) 
as we continue on this, just just begin noticing. Mm -hmm. Become curious about your responses. What do they look like? And I think this is really good to understand maybe why your household may run how it does Mm -hmm. or why your relationships have this common thread through them. And why it's hard to be yourself because we're trying not to port- we're trying to portray something we're really not. Whether we're trying to hold in our anger or whether we're really trying to stand up for ourselves, whatever the case may be, it is an indicator though mm-hmm. of things that need work, um, behaviors that need to be addressed, perhaps behaviors that we need to own as well. And God works in all of that because our story is made up of multiple incidents in our life. And when we have a pattern happening over and over and over, it becomes a way of life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to take the shame off in that and yes. saying, you know, this is how I seem to be wired, what life has taught me to handle conflict. And it's okay that this is my tendency. As always, though, the next question becomes, do I like doing this? And do I like how I feel about myself Mm -hmm. being like this? And we're going to talk about that on the next podcast. So until next time, renovators. See you later. 